Welcome back, everyone, to the Joseph Carlson Show. On today's episode, we're going to be talking about Alibaba, everyone's favorite Chinese stock. Now, I'm one of the ones that I'm invested in Alibaba. I'm actually a content creator that when I talk about stocks, ones that I want to invest in, I put my money where my mouth is. And I invested $11,000 in Alibaba at an average share price of $175. Now, currently, Alibaba trades at $86. So as of right now, I'm down 50% on this investment. Now, I'm not the only one. There's many people invested in Alibaba. I hear the chatter. I hear the buzz. I keep track of what people are invested in. And there's a lot of people invested in this company. Because initially, the investment thesis for Alibaba was very convincing. We had people like, like Charlie Munger a legendary investor that piled money into Alibaba at a much higher share price. I bought in at a lower price than Charlie Munger. And he was dismissive of any of the concerns. He said that people were wrong on China and that ultimately he'll be proven right. We also had people like Monish Pabrai pile money into this investment, a concentrated portfolio into it. He swapped out later on for Tencent, but the point remains, he remains bullish on Alibaba. So you have these value investors that are very influential, piling money into this company, and it caused a lot of people in the community to look further at this company and see if there's any value there. Now, I did that. I looked at Alibaba, I looked at the investment thesis, and I found it to be a fundamentally strong company that was growing quickly, and the metrics showed that it was undervalued. There is also some ancillary concerns, there's things going on with China, but my thought was that those were probably overblown. So I did follow and allocate a portion of my portfolio into this investment. And that's obviously so far been a mistake. So I think it's time that we do an update on Alibaba. I think the time is long overdue. And what I plan on doing is breaking this down into two different categories. The non-fundamentals. These are things that aren't directly related to the company, but they're things that are relevant. They affect the company. And then we have the fundamentals of Alibaba. I'll be giving a full overview of that as well. And I think that this will paint a very full picture of how this investment stands right now. So let's go ahead and jump right in. Now, the first thing that I'll mention that's quite obvious is Alibaba is in a significant downtrend. If we look at the Dip Finder, which is a tool available to patrons that tracks movement of companies, it shows that Alibaba is down 45% below its 200-day simple moving average, which means that the company is in a significant dip. It's been trading downwards, and it's right there next to companies like Spotify, which is also in a significant dip, and it's Facebook, which again is also in a significant dip. It's around 50% down from its all-time highs. So Alibaba isn't the only company, of course, being sold off right now, but it is a very significant sell-off. And being down 45% below your 200-day moving average, that means there is an incredible amount of negative momentum in this company. That's also illustrated through the stock price. Check this out. This is Alibaba's stock price all time. It's down 7.65% from IPO. So it IPO'd back in, let's see, September 19th of 2014. And if you would have purchased Alibaba at IPO, you would currently be in the red if you just held the entire time. The only time that you could really be in the green is if you bought in the 60s and 70s and 2016 and late 2015. So that's the only time. Currently, it's at $86 a share. It's just incredibly devastating. Almost every investor, I have to assume, is in the red in this company. Probably 95% plus are in the red. And the majority of them that purchased it like 2018 and beyond are deep in the red. 
40, 50% plus. So if you're in the red in Alibaba, you're in good company. There's a lot of other people in the same situation. So investors are fleeing Alibaba. Another thing that we can look at to illustrate this is the price to sales multiple that this company trades at. When it IPO'd right here, you probably can't see it, but it says 19 and 20 price to sales. The next 12 months price to sales was a 19 or 20. That means that Alibaba was trading at a price multiplied by 20 times their next 12 month sales. So a pretty high multiple. To put that in context, Amazon trades at a 3.1 price to sales. So investors are paying 3.1 times their next 12 month sales. So Alibaba was trading at a 20. That's came all the way down over the past couple of years to a 1.6, from a 20 to a 1.6. Now, normally you expect contraction in this multiple over time as the company matures. It was never going to maintain a 20 price to sales, but to see it contract this aggressively is what the surprise is. You'd think it would come down from a 20 to maybe like a seven or an eight right now, you know, not a 1.6. That's a lower price to sales than Amazon, around half. So investors are selling out of this company and multiples are contracting. Now let's go ahead and figure out why. What's going on with this company? Let's try to get an accurate view of what the current state of Alibaba is. Let's start off with the non-fundamental things going on. Right now we have a risk of delisting. This is probably the most recent event that I think has spurred a lot of selling. Right here from the SEC, we have the Holding Foreign Companies Accountable Act. Since Chinese companies are foreign companies being listed on U.S. exchanges and available on U.S. exchanges, the SEC is trying to say, hey, Chinese companies, you have to be able to give us all the documents and access to all your accounting that U.S. companies do so that U.S. investors are protected so they know what they're buying, they know what they're being invested in. And a lot of Chinese companies will try to avoid this. They won't give the same amount of documents. You know, this is kind of a, a back and forth between China and the US is the privacy issue and getting access to these documents. Well, this was renewed when they came out and listed five companies that they actually plan on delisting. They said the act requires foreign companies to make documents available for accounting purposes and delist them if they can't meet the requirements. That's the basics of it. The preliminary list of five companies that the SEC listed out includes Beijing, uh, Xilab, Hutchman, and Yum China and ACM. So these five companies, which are not Alibaba, are the ones that are initially outlined as going to be delisted if they can't come up with this information. Now, just because these companies were listed doesn't mean that it only affects these companies. A lot of investors took this as a signal that Alibaba and JD and all the other Chinese companies are next. So even though these ones are directly listed, this affected every Chinese company listed on a US stock, and especially the big ones like Alibaba. So this is one of the most recent reasons right now why Alibaba is being liquidated, being sold off, the risk of delisting. A lot of investors just don't want to deal with this, and it seems it seems as though the risk of delisting is actually increasing over time. It's not being minimized or going away. The initial thesis I had on Alibaba is, yes, there's a risk of delisting, but that's probably going to subside. It will abate over time. Investors will forget about that. You know, the relationship with China will go on. We have so many companies doing business with them, like Nike and Disney and, you know, Apple, and so much connection with them already that I thought that this tension between listings was a little bit overblown. Well, it looks like that may actually be incorrect. A lot of investors are becoming increasingly concerned about the risk of delisting. 
Now, one thing to note on this subject is there are still analysts saying that there is a risk of delisting, but it's still being overblown by the market. The market's overreacting. We have Citigroup analyst Alicia saying the market is overreacting. Quote, we maintain our view that the SEC update is not new news and any real risk of ADR's delisting will likely materialize by 2024 to 2025 when companies fail to disclose the requirements mandated by the SEC for three consecutive years. So Alicia at Citigroup still believes that this this is an overreaction. She believes the market is overreacting and the real risk of ADR's delisting still remains very unlikely. So we have the risk of delisting. And whether or not the market's overreacting or underreacting, either way, a perceived risk still affects the stock price. So this is certainly affecting the stock price in a negative way. Now, the next thing that I look at is China's economy is undoubtedly slowing. Every single piece of data I look at is that China's economy is it's slowing down. It's not growing as fast. Now, there's different things that we can look at. But here's, here's what's going on right now. Construction and property sales have slumped. Small businesses have shut because of rising costs and weak sales. Debt-laden local governments are cutting the pay of civil servants. Chinese, Chinese economy slowed markedly in the final months of last year as the government measures to limit real estate speculation hurt other sectors as well. Lockdowns and travel restrictions to contain the coronavirus also dented consumer spending. Stringent regulations on everything from internet businesses to after-school tutoring companies also have set off waves of layoffs. There is a compounding effect of a weak economy here. And I could go on and on about this subject. Bond yields are completely slumping. Real estate deals aren't happening in China. Consumers don't have as deep pockets as they do in the US. And this does affect Alibaba. Keep in mind that Alibaba is a consumer company. They're heavy in the Chinese market. So if the Chinese market is slowing and people are starting to feel poor there, they're not going to be spending as much money, which will affect Alibaba's sales. So even though this isn't directly a fundamental of Alibaba itself, it's directly relevant. This influences Alibaba's growth. This is the market they're operating in. And then the last thing that we can look at is global tensions are rising. Now, of course, we have Russia invading Ukraine. This has shifted dynamics in the global world, right? The global world order. Russia has become like more of a pariah than they've ever been. The entire modern world has basically said, we're not doing business with you. We don't approve of what you're doing and we're economically attacking you. So that's caused an interesting dynamic because China is one of the only rare sort of allies with Russia. I wouldn't say that they're teamed up like the, you know, like the UK and the US, right? They're not that type of ally. They're not like Canada and the US, but they are kind of frenemies. They like each other because they share in the same type of economic enemies. And even though I don't think China totally trusts Russia or vice versa, they are on that that side of things. And I think that this creates also an interesting dynamic with China. I think the events with Russia and Ukraine and the relationship with China and the rest of the world has obviously caused more tensions between China and the US. So even though China hasn't done anything too dramatic. They haven't made any big moves like invading Taiwan or doing anything like that. Just the relationship with Russia and being friendly with them, I think has caused more tension with China and the rest of the world. So this is another compounding negative relationship and negative effect with the rest of these non-fundamental stuff. This has nothing to do with the fundamentals of Alibaba, but all of this is affecting the stock price of Alibaba. So it's important to factor in. All of these have a compounding effect. The risk of delisting, Chinese economy slowing right now, and global tensions rising 
It's just different things that get investors uneasy about this stock and lead to selling. So now that we've set the stage and looked at some of the non-fundamental stuff affecting the stock price of Alibaba, let's go ahead and look at some of the fundamental developments of this company over the past five years. First of all, we can start off with the growth. The growth is slowing. And not only is it slowing, the growth is just slow. It's objectively slow. And this is a change in the thesis of Alibaba. If you went back a couple years, Alibaba was an investment in the fast-growing Chinese e-commerce giant and fintech company in the fast-growing Chinese economy. Everything was fast-growing. Now, we compare this recent quarter to the history of Alibaba, and Alibaba historically grew at rates of 30% plus. Look at it over the past couple of years. It was consistently growing at 30%, 20%. Sometimes it even got as high as to 70% revenue growth in one quarter. This was a fast-growing company, and now it slowed down to rates of 10%. That's a disappointment. And one thing that you'll find is any time a company has rapidly decelerating growth, typically the stock price goes down. If there is a rapid deceleration in growth, the stock price goes down, and the growth rate of Alibaba has decelerated rapidly. Now, the next thing that we can add to the list of fundamental developments is Alibaba is losing market share, and they're losing it faster than investors expected. Investors kind of looked at Alibaba initially as big tech in China. And as we know in big tech in the US, they don't really lose market share that quickly. Like Amazon has kept their market share. Apple's kept their market share. Google's kept their market share. Alibaba is losing their market share, and they cite fierce competition. Competitors in China are evolving aggressively, causing Alibaba to lose market share as consumers shift from targeted product searches to browsing and interaction. Alibaba's shares of China retail e-commerce market has fallen to a projected 51% from 78% in 2015. Now, in my opinion, you should expect market share to be lost. It's not like one company is going to keep 78% forever. But I think the rate at which they're losing market share is faster than investors expected. So as they're they're also losing market share on top of revenue growth slowing, stock price is going down. Now, the next fundamental development we can look at is that the margins are shrinking. Simply put, if we look at the operating margins or any of the margins of the company, they're shrinking and they're shrinking pretty consistently. And this, again, is somewhat surprising to investors. They had Alibaba as a very consistently high margin company, and the margins are now steadily coming down. So you look at this and you compare it to other companies and you think, what's going on with the company? It has revenue growth that's slowing, it's losing market share rapidly, and the margins of the company are shrinking. These are not good fundamental developments. Now, the next thing that we can look at is we have an additional issue, which is Alibaba's operating spend, the amount of money that they spend on sales and marketing and general administrative costs, that's going up pretty rapidly. You can look at the chart here quarter over quarter. Every single quarter, Alibaba's spending more and more on their sales and marketing and general administrative costs, and it's going up at an accelerated pace. But the revenue growth and the other metrics aren't following this. Typically, if a company spends more and more on sales and marketing, their revenue growth is following. They're growing very rapidly. But you're seeing a deceleration in revenue growth, and you're seeing an increase, an acceleration in their spend. So that's another thing that's not really good with the development of this company. Now, the last fundamental development that I think is important to highlight is that the earnings of the company, the earnings of the company, which everybody cites as the reason that they're investing in the company, they cite the P.E. ratio. They say it's trading at a 12 P.E. Look how cheap it is. Alibaba is a 12 P.E. And there's companies in the U.S. that are trading at 25 and 35 P.E. So Alibaba is cheap by contrast. 
Well, the P.E. ratio is based on the earnings per share, and the earnings per share growth of Alibaba has been very slow. Last quarter, it was negative, which it was expected to be negative, but it's still not good to have a negative EPS. And if we even look at the recent history, the earnings per share growth of the company, if there is any, has been very unimpressive. Alibaba is not growing their earnings as much as I would expect and as much as other investors would expect. In fact, if we look at the future analyst expectations of their earnings growth from 2022 to 2023, it's only 10%, 10% earnings growth. 10% earnings growth is very slow earnings growth for a company in the stage of Alibaba. So if you're one of the investors just banking on the earnings going up rapidly, that story might not play out as well. The future expected earnings growth is very moderate, in my opinion, slow for this company. Now, looking at this overall, does this give you a better picture of what's going on with the company and the reason the share price is going down? It has slowing revenue growth, in fact, rapidly decelerating. It's losing market share. The margins are shrinking on the company. The operating spend is increasing and the earnings growth leaves a lot to be desired. Compare this against any U.S. tech company. Compare it against Apple. Apple has very consistent margins. They're not shrinking. Apple Apple's operating spend matches their business growth. It's not growing faster than their revenue. Apple's, Apple's revenue growth is not rapidly decelerating. It's very consistent, right? They continue to have pretty standard revenue growth. Apple's earning growth remains very solid, faster than Alibaba's. And you could do the same exercise with any other tech company or any company in general. If any company has these type of fundamental developments, stock price is going to go down. Alibaba is no exception. It has poor fundamental developments and the stock price is going down as a consequence. Now add on to that list the non-fundamental developments that are unique to China. And I think this is where you get the massive sell-off. So these very poor fundamental developments in combination of these non-fundamental extra risks in China, I think make for this unique cocktail of this steep sell-off. So, so far you're saying, Joseph, this is a depressing video as a shareholder of Alibaba. And I know, it might come off that way. I don't want it to be just a depressing video. I'm trying to give the truth here, an accurate representation of what's going on. I'm not trying to just get out the pom-poms and cheer on Alibaba and say that the market is stupid, right? It's not always the case that the market is dumb. There's a lot of issues that Alibaba is facing. The question is, what do we do in this situation? What do we do now? Well, I can tell you at least what I plan on doing. Personally, I believe strongly that the fundamental issues with Alibaba are largely a direct result of the issues in the Chinese economy. And I think that the Chinese economy and the issues it's facing right now are largely temporary. I think that they will eventually get over COVID and their zero tolerance policy. I think that travel will resume. And I think that the real estate issues they're facing as well will eventually be resolved. So my thesis remains that the Chinese economy will eventually recover. And if that happens, if Chinese economy goes back into growth mode, I think a lot of these fundamentals will continue to tick upwards. They'll actually reaccelerate. So this is just a game of probabilities. And I think that's the way that you look at it. If you think there's a decent chance that the Chinese economy will reaccelerate and get over the slump it's in, then Alibaba might be a good investment. It's at a very low price. It has many risks already priced into it. And if any good news happens, reacceleration, there's probably upside to the company. If you think that there's a high chance that the Chinese economy will never be as fast as it was, it'll never grow to the same extent it was, and it will be in a slump for like the next decade, then Alibaba is probably not the company to own. It has an enormous amount of exposure to the Chinese economy. So that's the way that I look at it. I think there's still a lot of upside with the company right now, especially how much the prices come down.
but I also know there's a lot of risk in this holding. So I am not going to be piling more and more money into Alibaba. I want to control the amount of exposure I have to it. And even though I'm holding my shares and I think there is upside, I realize there's still a lot of risk left with it. So that's my thoughts overall. And I hope you enjoyed this overview of Alibaba. If you like this type of content, check out the Patreon. There's a link in the description below. It comes with a free trial. So you're not risking anything. You get access to a Discord community with 2,300 members now. It's growing rapidly. We have hours and hours of free content, tons of discussion, and you get access to Qualtrim, which is a suite of software that has things like Qualtrim Insights. It shows you all the fundamentals of a company. You have the Dip Finder, which shows you which companies are in a dip and in a price surge. Lots of fun stuff. So if you're interested in that, there's a link in the description below. Other than that, I'll see you in the next one.